Hi everyone, we're back. And on this week's podcast, we have a very special guest. If you're a fan of the show The Goldbergs, this podcast is for you. We have on this week the real Beverly Goldberg, America's Smother, and the matriarch of the family who inspired the hit ABC show The Goldbergs. Um, Bev recorded a show with us, and that's what you're going to hear in a moment. And we'd like to take the time to thank her for coming on and sharing some amazing stories with us. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you, Bev, for coming on and taking the time to do this. A little bit of premise for you about our podcast. It's mostly about, you know, being late 20-somethings, trying to date, you know, pop culture, growing up, things like that. Just life Um, in general. Just life in general. Well, I don't I don't have experience of being in my late 20s and dating. I was married and had two kids already by then. Well, because I was... we got married when we were children. My father said when I was 18, it's time for you to get married. I said, really? I, you know, I'm just 18. And he said, no, no, you know. And I said, I want to go to law school because I'd like to be a lawyer. Oh. He said, oh, no, you're getting married and having children. That doesn't work. Wow. He said, I'm not paying for it if you want. Your husband can and then when I broached the subject with my husband, Mary, he said, oh, well, then what are you going to do? You'll be busy on my days off and I'll have nobody <laughs> to spend them with. So I didn't. Ah, that doesn't mean that I didn't like have lawsuits and stuff. And I did. And every time like I sued somebody, I would ask either your father, Melanie, or uh, your <laughs> uncle Keith to help me. So I was so good at what I did that I, I think Keith offered me, your uncle Keith offered me a job. In his office, he said I was like dogged. There was nobody else that was as dogged and good as I was at at like winning. And I would win against lawyers, which was really kind of funny. Oh, wow. Yeah, I I (laughs) used my brain. Of course, at the end of his life, my father said to me, you wasted your brain raising your children. I don't know. Did I waste my brain? No. (laughs) No, I don't think so. Adam has a career because of me. And I can say (laughs) that on this podcast because I was rather neurotic. (laughs) <laughs> my child said he wanted to write for TV and the movies, and I thought I'm going to have him, I'm going to help him to make that dream come true, and I mm-hmm. did. Yeah, that was so. I was going to ask you about that. I guess what were your first like thoughts and reactions when when you first saw the show? Well, for, I got to go back a little bit. You have to understand that my older children, Eric and Barry, not Erica, but Eric. Uh, or like a decade older than Adam. And I wasn't oh. going to have a third child because uh, I had some health issues. And uh, then I decided I wanted a third child. I wanted a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and after I had Adam, uh, Mary told me, we only make boys in our family. And I said, thank <laughs> you for that piece of information. <laughs> so, and uh, you know, Eric and Barry were pegged in. My husband was a, we were all doctors in the family. We were not in the furniture business. Now, that being said, my father-in-law did have a little furniture store uh, in South Philadelphia that his office hours there were, he opened at 1130 and closed at 12. I mean, literally, he was wow. the laziest white man you ever met. So, <laughs> um, anyway, everybody went to medical school and we had like 12 doctors, including my husband, Mary, and everybody. And Eric and Barry wanted to be doctors too. And they were tagged. And then Along comes this kid, and he says, at eight years old, I don't want to be a doctor. Blood makes me sick. Mm -hmm. I want to write for TV and the movies. And I'm and oh, I support you for the rest of my life, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) 
because wow. we knew no one in the in show business. Um, everybody was trying to help Adam when he first went out uh, to L.A. I mean, uh, even your dad, I think, if they knew anybody at all, I said, yeah, can you get the kid a job? That yeah. was the big thing. Get a job for him. But he really didn't need me. His talent sort of took him where he went. And the show came about, he had had another show before that called Still Standing, and, mm-hmm. which was really good. That was on Fox. Yeah. And um, the story that that happened is that this it was canceled after the first year. It started Christian Slater, and it got canceled. And then the fans like had a fit. They had a meltdown, mm-hmm. and they made them give it a second year. But they forced an actress on him, Megan Maloli, that did not work mm-hmm. with the rest of the crew. She really didn't. And uh, my son was all stressed out. And and that's when he decided he wasn't going to give the Goldberg show over to Fox. It was originally called How the F Am I Normal? <laughs> <laughs> I know. And uh, he said, I'm not going to give it to you. And he um, made this. He had me send him all these videos. I knew nothing about it. And I had all the videos he had done as a kid. And he made a four-minute trailer of the real us screaming at each other like wild people (laughs) and yelling at our kids. And he took it to all four networks. He had some clout by that point. And everybody wanted the show. So there was like kind of a bidding war. And ABC Mm -hmm. got it, Sony. And uh, they said, we want to rename the show The Goldbergs because one of the first comedies on TV was called The Goldbergs. Hmm. They thought that was kind of cute. So my kids uh, learned, Eric learned he became a girl in the show. <laughs> he was not happy. <laughs> right. And um, Barry didn't want him to use his real name. They were going to call us the Silvers. And, uh, and it turned out they used our real names. And wow. I was glad. I was happy for Adam because as long as he had a job and was making some money, I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> and we never really expected all the fandom that would would happen, you know, with yeah. the show. And I was at timing or whatever. He's very good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was uh, the creator and the showrunner. And pretty much all the stories between seasons one and six are true were based on real stuff that happened. Mm-hmm. And the videos at the end came about because... Um, the critics started to say, well, these stories never happened. And he, and he said, well, actually, they kind of did. <laughs> and to prove it, he would show video footage of us doing the things that he was writing about. So, right. And that's how that all happened. But the original show I wanted him to write before the Goldbergs, uh, Murray, my husband Murray had passed away and I was dating when J-Date and Match a bunch of losers really like horrible men and i said to adam i have a great idea for a tv show for you and he was in some kind of meeting with tatzenberg and all these other famous guys who all have single mothers (laughs) and he said mom read my lips i will never write a tv show about you oh my gosh which was funny he said i am not ready to let you loose on america it's bad (laughs) enough you're loose on our family and uh it's not happening and now I am loose on America. And he will <laughs> tell anyone who asks him that he Disney-fied me, that Wendy McClendon Cubby plays a more modest version of me, that I was a lot worse. <laughs> wow. Well, I was I was going to ask you, like, so what kind of training was involved for her to play you? Like, how did she get your mannerisms and personality down? Are you happy with the portrayal that she's well, done of you? Adam kept me away from the show like the first four or five months. He wouldn't let me come out and meet her. 
And she was a wreck. When I finally did meet her, she was shaking like a leaf. She was afraid I was going to like yell at her. And I came <laughs> up, I gave her a hug and I said, thank you. You make me look so good. I was really so much worse. <laughs> I really screamed at my kids a lot. And um, so we had fun. I made her laugh because, you know, my son has my sense of humor and we kind of, I made her laugh. So, uh, you know, I, I, did, I like her a lot. She's really a sweetheart. She yeah, really, she's funny. She's very, she's funny, but she's also really a nice person and mm -hmm. everybody, everybody on the show is, um, you know, it was, it's kind of funny. The funny story is when I first came out there, you know, and I met everybody, I mean, Troy fell all over me when the place Barry <laughs> and started telling me about all his problems. He forgot I was a <laughs> mother, you know, like there. Okay. And Hayley Aww. was a sweetheart. She was just the nicest girl. And the little one, Sean kept, hugging me around the waist I was walking with him hanging on my waist oh. so, and he was so cute he was absolutely cute and um the first time we were out there uh we were at the food trucks you know they have all these food lunch and everything and George Siegel came sauntering up and my husband Stan my current husband said to him uh, that she's the real Beverly Goldberg. And he, I guess he was hard to hear and you didn't hear him. He said, <laughs> oh, that's nice. And walked away from me. <laughs> said, oh. So one of Adam's assistants was there and ran back and told Adam. And Adam calls me and he says, I understand George Siegel blew you off. And I said, don't make a fuss. I don't care. I was oh kind of off him because I thought he was the most fabulous actor. Mm -hmm. and I was in awe because he looked like my dad. It was like really mm -hmm. freaky. Wow. So he must have said, he said, no, he has to be nice to you. You're my mother. And he works for me. And dad did dad. And the <laughs> next day, um, the next day, he was like all over me. Ah, oh, your son's brilliant. And this and that. I guess Adam had a few words with him. That was my real mother you met. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, but he was a sweetheart, the nicest. And he wanted to know all about my dad. That was really fun. And uh, I told him he that it was my father-in-law who was in the furniture business and that my dad was a shrink, which he was. Oh, and he said, I would have loved to have played a shrink. <laughs> I said, well, talk to Adam. He's the one that changed it, you know. Right. And oh, um, so that was kind of funny. But I love the cast. They're fabulous. And the writers are all terrific. Um, you know, it was a lot of fun. Adam's doing new things now. He's not there anymore on the set. And I don't know what's mm -hmm. going on with COVID. I don't think they, they would let me back on the set. They don't let anyone on the set these days. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but he's doing the Muppets uh -huh. Mayhem. I'll give a I'll be premiering, I think, on the fall on uh, Disney+. Plus. Oh, cool. And should, should, I think it's kind of like an adult version of the Muppets. Because <laughs> huh. I, heard, I heard them in the writer's room and they were discussing things and I was laying on the sofa in Adam's office taking a nap and he said my mother's laying on the sofa on the other side of this wall listening to everything we're saying <laughs> which I was <laughs> so that was kind of funny but um everybody on the show are real people for real they're re they're our friends that we grew up with in Jenkintown right so. I know every time I go to the um the Philadelphia Flower Show, they have uh, Kremps there. Oh, the Kremps, yeah. <laughs> well, they, we have three boys, and the Kremps had four boys. So every everybody was, like, running back and forth across the street. They were right across the street from us. 
And even the dog ran across the street, our dog, wow. to play with their dog. Aww. So a lot of that video footage at the end was from Chad Kremp because he was also like Adam with the movies and everything. And I mm-hmm. thought for sure he was going to like come out to Hollywood. Adam wanted him to come out and like write for the show and, and so forth because they, they had a production company called Chatham Production. Productions. Sure. They made their first full-length movie when they were eight years old. Wow. Adam was eight and Chad was nine. And uh, it was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That was <laughs> the first movie they made. And it was pretty good, you know. So it was very weird for me raising him because I had these two quiet older children that were seven and nine years older. And then I had this like dynamic kid. <laughs> <laughs> and well, he ran, he was like different than anybody any anybody else's kid. He was just right. different, you know. Yeah, on on that same line, we were going to ask you um you know, obviously raising kids now is so different than when mm-hmm. you raised your kids. Mm. Um how do you feel like it would be like raising kids now in like with social media yeah. and like you're on Twitter? It's a hard task for parents. And, you know, it was very interesting. I went to a doctor down in Florida who was Orthodox Jewish. And I said to him, you ever watch a Goldbergs? And he said, we have no televisions in our house and we have mm-hmm. no social media. Wow. They're Orthodox. His kids have phones that they can only call their parents. Everything's locked on it. And I thought, holy crap, there are still people in America doing this. <laughs> so, um, and he said his kids are fine. They don't miss it. They don't talk to friends. They come home. They do their homework. They do what they have to do. And I was really impressed with that. But I think today it's, it's very difficult. Um, but uh, I would say to any parent that uh, if you, to ask their children when they're young, what, where do you see yourself going in life? And this is something that Mary and I did. We asked our kids when they were young, what do you want to be when you grow up? Because it was very important to my husband, Mary, that they have a goal they were working towards. Mm-hmm. And of course, when Adam said, I want to you know, work in uh, movies and television, we were like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> because we didn't know anybody. I thought, oh, how's that going to happen? Mm-hmm. But um you know, he came to me when he was about 14 and he had been writing all this stuff in his room. And uh, he said, he gave me 40 plays. He said, mom, maybe you can do something with these. Oh, wow. So I went to Barnes and Noble and I bought this book called The Dramatist Source Book. Hmm. And I think they still publish it. It's it's contests for teenagers, for playwriting, for screenplay writing, all kinds of poetry. And there are these contests across the United States. So I think the summer when Adam was like 15, 14 or 15, I started sending out these plays to all these different venues. And wherever I sent it, he would win a prize. He was the first prize winner, the third prize winner, the eighth prize winner. (laughs) And by the end of the summer, I said, and they were performing his stuff all across the United States. And and he was winning money too, you know, uh, prize money. And I said to Murray, maybe we have a career for our son. Maybe there's something for him to pursue. And by the time he was 15, uh, he had a play at the Kennedy Center in uh, Washington, D.C. And the headline said, Adam Goldberg's The Purple Heart, also a bearing Yitzhak Perlman. (laughs) 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 My husband, Murray, he said, take a picture of that. We may never see that again. (laughs) 
So that wow. was kind of fun. But um, he, he won all this prize stuff. By the time he was 15, it was kind of like crazy. And then his older brothers started calling him Watermelon Head because they were afraid he'd get like a swelled ego with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But they made sure they punched him a lot and kept him down <laughs> from getting overly whatever. But it was crazy. It was crazy raising him because it was so different than when I had raised Eric and Barry. But today's kids with all this Internet, uh, I don't know. I think you just have to keep a watch on your children and limit their yeah. time with all this stuff. I can't stand you see a family go out to dinner and everybody's on their phone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, I just feel like it, it has to be so much harder now trying to monitor all that stuff. You know, it's hard enough, like monitoring your kids where they're going when they're going to the movies and things like that. But now it's like, you have to monitor what they're doing on the internet. And it just yeah, seems it was so hard to monitor them too. And I used to tell my kids all the time, call me when you get there. And I think Adam did the first year an episode where Barry, the Barry character <laughs> went to a rock concert and there was no telephone to call his mom. Yes, the right. telephone cord was cut. You know? <laughs> so the si sister Erica said, you should have called her before you left. And told right. her <laughs> I mean, my kids did a lot of sneaking around. And <laughs> even to this day, they don't tell me everything. You know, uh, I just went to, in the fall in November, I saw my son, Eric, we were driving to Florida and he had two cracked ribs. And I said, oh, how'd that happen? He said, oh, I was in a car accident, you know, with my son and my, oh my son's friend, and I, we were almost killed. I said, what? <gasps> oh, my God. And then he said, I didn't tell you, Mom, because I knew you would worry. So this is my kids. They don't tell me anything. Oh, my oh God. God. I just want to know everything. I, Adam Warren <laughs> had the Goldberg show, and I didn't know anything about it. He just one day said, you, we're doing this, you know. Wow. So. Well, I yeah. I didn't even know when he left the show. I was there visiting and he's packing up his office. I said, where are you going? And he said, oh, I'm to do other projects. Oh my God. Uh, really? <laughs> nice to tell me that, you know? Right. Right. Like so, keep you in the loop a little bit. Um, they yeah. That's... Keep me in the loop because they know I get excited, you know, right. I, mm -hmm. and then I get involved and that's the worst thing that I can do. <laughs> well, yeah. I'll, I'll admit, I always had to text my mom whenever I got anywhere and she's, she's kind of similar where I feel like, there's some things I won't say because I yeah. know that she'll just she'll just worry about me. So I'm mm -hmm. like, eh. Yeah. Oh, my, my kids hid so much from me. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's pretty common. But um... it's very funny. You know, my kids are all grown now. I mean, Barry's turning 53 and Eric's turning 55 oh, wow. and Adam's 46. But I was at a dinner party about two years ago and Adam had told me a story that was kind of funny. He said, my kids were sitting on the front lawn of the Krems house across the street back in the 80s, and they were smoking something they shouldn't have been. And um, <laughs> Lou Schwartz jogged past them, and they all waved hi, Dr. Schwartz. And the parents had no idea they were doing this and drinking beer. They were all underage. I shouldn't oh. even say this. <laughs> I tell the story at the dinner party, and everybody whips their phone out, and they call their kids. You know, they call Drew Kremp, and they call you know, Jeff Schwartz. And they said that this really happened. And they said, Oh my God, it was like 12,000 years ago. Who remembers? <laughs> but it does sound familiar. So, you know, kids were sneaky then. I mean, at the end mm -hmm. of every weekend, I would find a case of empty beer bottles at the corner no. of our driveway under a tree. <gasps> and my kids would say, someone else drank it. We didn't put it there. Yeah. Right. You know? Wow. And then uh, Adam had a graduation party from high school and he gives me the, the film to get 
uh, you know, developed. I get the film back and they, you know, they're looking at me funny at CBS and I get it back <laughs> and everybody's naked except him. Oh you know, my God. They had a naked swim party at my pool, at our pool. Oh <laughs> I was God. like, really? Wow. But it was the eighties and you know, they kind of <laughs> did stuff like that. Yeah. Different time. I'm sure he won't kill you for saying that. Right? <laughs> and Adam distinguished himself. He went to William Penn Charter. Mm-hmm. And um, his first day on the school bus when he was in kindergarten, he his older brother said, go up to the driver and say this. You're nothing but a F-U-C. <laughs> you know. So I get a call from the school. It's a Quaker school. And they said, your kindergarten child said something bad, a bad word. And I'm thinking, what's a bad word? So I asked him and he said, Eric and Barry told me to say it to the driver. Oh, my gosh. So they said, this is not the Quaker way. Please talk to your child. He can't say that or he can't come to school here. <laughs> They kill them, you know. They would do stuff like that. They put their little brother up to do, you know, things like that. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, turning... what else do you want to know, girls? I'm yep, Hannah, all my you... secrets because I had too much to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, you want to ask about dating? Um, sure. I mean, obviously, you know, dating apps are, you know, a relatively new thing. I was on I was on J Day to match. That's how I met. Yeah, him. yeah. That was um, an experience. <laughs> so, like, if that had been around in the eighties when, like, your kids, you know, were a lot younger, like, how how would you have tried to help them, like, navigate that? I guess. Well, or... I always felt that the years back when my mother was young, where they used to match them up, you know, mm-hmm. it was not such a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> I really felt that way because some of the girls they brought around were not so great. <laughs> And, you know, you had to, like, zip your lip and say, oh, she's lovely, you know, and they didn't have the dating apps. But you have to understand when Eric and Barry went to Penn Charter, it was all boys. Mm-hmm. So got to college, especially Eric, he kind of freaked and he majored in girlfriends. <laughs> and Barry used to say to him, girls are a whole nother major. And if you're going to become doctors, you have to study six hours a night. and You can't be right. with a mm-hmm. girlfriend. They didn't listen to him, you know, at all. You know, they were like, oh, we're out here and we're doing all this. Now, Adam went to Penn Charter when it was co-ed. So he wasn't mm. nutsy when he went to college. But um, they didn't have the dating apps. They just yeah. went on their own. Um, and uh, they were, they went around with the girls for a while. Adam met his wife when he was in high school. He went to a summer Aww. program in Chicago and Illinois, wow. and uh, he met her there at uh, Northwestern at a summer program. They've been together ever since. Aww. Oh, I love um, it. They were together at college at NYU. She transferred over. So they've been together a long time. He just reminded me they've been together longer than he ever was when he lived with his parents, you know? Oh, my gosh. And, um, yeah, they're best friends and all that stuff. And <laughs> And she's a really nice girl. She keeps him uh, centered and stable, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's kind of like a grown child. <laughs> when, I, when I bring my grandchildren toys, I bring him one, too. <laughs> you can see his office. He has all these, like, toys and things. He's got from uh, Spaceballs. He's got the helmet that Rick Moranis wore. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he's got the hoverboard from Back to the Future. The oh actual hoverboard, wow. and he collects like all these like cabbage patch things, the original cell things for them. And oh, so he's like gar- a collector. Cabbage patch, garbage, 
garbage pail, whatever it is. Yeah. He's, he's a collector of a different kind of art. Hmm. You know, I, I just looked at it and I thought, mm, did you spend a lot of money on this? But he <laughs> loves it. He loves it. And, you know, he that's the kind of stuff that he collects. So that's that's interesting. I didn't know that. That's cool. I mean, I can't I still can't believe that that anybody's, you know, Barry keeps saying to me, I can't believe anybody's so interested in our family. He <laughs> finds it like hard to believe. But we were we were kind of crazy. We really were and a little different, um, you know, and I told Stan when I met him and I, I met him on match. And this was really a crazy kind of story. I think I told you guys the other night. I told Mel- Melanie. Yeah. Um, I was married to Murray 43 years and he passed away. He was a sick guy and had all kinds of stuff and he died from cancer. And um, on what would have been my 45th wedding anniversary, like June 12th, the day before I was married, June 13th, um, I made a prayer to him and I said, oh my God, enough with these horrible men that I had been dating. I said, for God's sakes, I was a really good wife and mother. Please send somebody decent in my direction. And oh, Stan, my current husband, got in touch with me 10 minutes later on match. Oh, my gosh. I this message from him, and he said, I see you're a widower. Uh, you're a widow, and I'm a widower. And, you know, maybe we should get together. You live near me. So, and I was real, I really liked him of all the guys I dated right away because he said that his wife, who had just passed away, uh, he had known her since she was 12. She was a little girl down the street. And she was the love of his life. She wanted to get married at 17 and they didn't. They married other people. And then they got together uh, when they were in their 40s and um, that he was devastated and and she was the love of his life. And I thought this is really cool that a guy can say that. I thought it was really um, very romantic and really cool. Somebody would say that because I had some widowers who would say to me, oh, I'm so glad the the bitch is dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my I can't, God. I couldn't stand her. I couldn't wait for her to die. And I thought, oh, no. my God, what kind of people are these? That's so awful. I, I'm That's so not... That Adam will write that story of me dating because I kept mm-hmm. a journal with everybody's story. Oh, my God. Stories were crazy. Just where did, the, oh. you know. It was bad enough that these guys looked like really old (laughs) (laughs) with big stomachs and no hair. Mm -hmm. And in order to make them look better, I would try to imagine what they look like in high school. Like, uh, (laughs) did you have a big head of hair and no stomach and you were really cute? (laughs) You drove in a sharp car. It was very important when I got married at 20, like things like what kind of car did they drive and could they dance? Those Mm -hmm. were like things (laughs) that we judge people by. Yeah. (laughs) to spend a lifetime with so um so i i i you know i let match know when we finally got together match and jay date and jay date said we're so happy for you let us know <laughs> what you're expecting oh my like, god <laughs> i mean i was 66 years old that is <laughs> <be> a miracle <laughs> that is oh, so man. funny I mean, that is so interesting, like dating when you're older like mm-hmm. i've always wondered ah. about that because i'm sure the dating pool is is not is not great but i mean it's not great for me either so i know you like playing matchmaker um do you have you have any advice for me of how i can (laughs) meet a nice single man i'm not sure i guess you have to go on these dating things and we we through them (laughs) you know that's what you have to do you have to kind of you know and i had i had a i photographed really well so I had a cute picture. I had some cute pictures taken in Florida near the bougainvilleas and the flowers. And 
And um, J-Date has a national website and they put me as number one in my age group there. So oh. I was getting these calls from oh like my young, young guys. Like, I like older women. And I thought, you're younger <laughs> than my children. Forget it. Oh you know, wow. Like that. <laughs> so, you know, I had a couple hundred people that would hit on my site. And I went out with about 20 of them over a two-year wow. period. Mm-hmm. And, and it was exhausting. I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> I was ready to quit. I told my sister, I'm done. I'm just going to be Bubby in the closet and visit, <laughs> visit my kids and annoy the shit out of them. I mean, you know, that, that's what I want to do. But, um, you know, it, it turned out I met Stan. But um, I think you just have to weed through them and listen to what they say to you, you know, the kinds of things that they say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, when I would go out with the 20 guys I went out with, I, you know, I'd ask them questions about their kids and so forth. <laughs> Let me take a drink of water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're making you talk a lot. I'm sorry. And, you know, when you have <laughs> somebody tell you things like, oh, my son just was diagnosed with ALS. But it's my wife's responsibility, not mine. You know, forget it. You know, that would send a bell and a whistle off to me. That this oh, my is God. A sincere person. Mm-hmm. Right. So you kind of like have to weed through that stuff. I had a, a funny <laughs> one guy. I, first of all, I didn't talk to a lot of them on the phone. I only talked to like 20 because I would like vet them out, you know, online. Yeah. Question. So one guy uh, said to me, I have to tell you, I smoke pot every day. Oh, Melanie. I I had this exact same situation, Bev. I I had the same situation. Yeah. So I wrote him back and I said, I don't like a smoker. I Mm -hmm. hate smoking. It was my one argument with my husband. I couldn't stand the smoke. So he writes me back, You're a bitch. You're already (laughs) trying to control me. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, I thought, Holy crap. Where did he come from? (sighs) You know, like, for God's sakes. So, you know, they, um, Somebody asked Adam, why do you have your mother cursing so much? He said, have you met my mother? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But at uh, any rate, so, you know, I try to vet him out for the different thing. Mm-hmm. And, and they all, everybody lies about their age in my age group. Because, first of all, <laughs> no woman wants to be 65 or older. No one wants. <laughs> and everybody is like 63, 62. And when you say you're younger, you have to back everything up. Like, when you go to high school? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't go in 1961. I went in 1971. Right. So uh, one of my friends was very funny because she took 10 years off her uh, age. She was, uh, I think she was 64 or 65. And she said she was 55. And I said to her, Patty, you don't look 65. I mean, you don't look 55. So she said, I have a really cute uh, rear end. I said, unfortunately, they're looking at your face first. <laughs> right. like, Look at my rear end. My rear end looks 55. Oh, the rest of me is 65. Right. So <laughs> she meets, meets this guy uh, online, and he's like, they're all over each other. They have such synergy and everything. So she finally meets him for lunch, and he brings her flowers. Mind you, the guy's 75, okay? Oh, so she's gosh. like 64. So she said, I have to tell you, I'm lying about my age. I'm not 55. I'm 57. <laughs> So she's still alive, <laughs> but not as much. So he goes home after this wonderful lunch and looks her up because you can look up anybody's age, you know. Yeah, yeah. Thing. And he sends her an email. She said she didn't know you could make the letters that big. 
And he said, <laughs> you're nothing but a liar, liar, liar. <gasps> I could never be with you. She said the liar part, they were like six inches. You know, oh right? my they God. Were, they my were the God. biggest letters she'd ever seen. And it's <laughs> freaked her out. I mean, he's 75 and, he, you know, so I tried to tell the truth. I, I did fudge off two years. <laughs> every time they say, well, when did you graduate high school? Went, yeah, oh, I graduated in 66, not right. 64. So it was a little bit. But the funniest thing is uh, that my husband, Stan, lied 10 years. He took 10 years off. Oh, my God. He said he was 62 and his son was 58. Now, that's really good. <laughs> Oh, he's not a very good liar, I guess. <laughs> but he admitted to me he didn't know how to change it. He made a mistake. He meant to put 72 instead of 62. Oh, so, my God. Oh, you were five when you had a child. <laughs> <laughs> did anybody, oh, did anybody like recognize you on those sites? Like with your name and stuff? Oh, and yeah. Picture? Well, don't forget, I did this in like 2010. Before oh, the show okay. premiered. oh, right, right, right. Show right. premiered um, in 2013. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I could never do it again. I mean, right. and I would never do it again. I mean, I'm done after I'm having a, a second husband. It's work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> Any husband is a lot of work. Yeah. I'm just going to be, like I said, uh, I'm going to be Bubby in the closet, visit <laughs> my grandchildren and annoy the shit out of my kids. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, Stan keeps saying to them, you better be nice to me or I'll give her back to you. <laughs> <laughs> They're a little afraid of that. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I said to Barry, I said, if I'm not married anymore, something God forbid happens to Stan, I'm just going to split my 12 months and I'll come and I'll stay with each of you for four months. <laughs> you're dead silence on the phone. Oh, said, you're kidding. He said, you're kidding me, aren't you? And I said, why? You wouldn't want to have your mother nearby? <laughs> so oh, my grandchildren are too old to, to babysit. So it would mean I would be annoying them all the time. Like, what are you doing today? And bad, bad. <laughs> Barry said to me, uh, you know, now that you're in SAG, I'm in SAG, a Screen Actors Guild, because I appeared on the show. Mm -hmm. He said, you could always go to the um, Screen Actors Guild Old Age Home and be with Sally Struthers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't oh, wait gosh. for that, you know, or somebody like that. Wow. So, Bev, I have another question for you yeah. real quick. Yeah. So you have a cookbook based on the show. What <laughs> what gave you the idea to do that? Like, and, and well, what is your favorite memory around, like, cooking with your family and stuff like that? Well, here's the deal with that. I approached Adam and I said, uh, you're doing all these sh things on the, you know, I want to write a cookbook. So uh, <laughs> he said, first he said to me, you need at least 70 or 80 recipes. Well, I didn't have 70 wow. recipes. I'm not a professional cook. Oh my gosh. So uh, I started asking everybody down in Florida, I, you know, I go to this, it's called the bagel room in the morning. You get free bagels and coffee at our club. And um, everybody's giving me their recipes for this and that. And, and I wrote um, this book, you know, it took me a year of not just the recipes, but the little stories um, that went with it. You know, uh, you know, one of my friends gave me, she said, my mother had the, you know, the best, well, I'll tell you that in a minute. But um, then I give it to Adam and he said, no, they want just the recipes that are on the show. <laughs> so I thought, oh, my God. So I have to go back to square one and uh, do recipes that are on the show. And some of them I never made. I never made a seven meat meatloaf. And I asked everybody, name seven meats. <laughs> and all we could do was like name like four meats, five meats. What the heck is seven meats? What other meats? 
And then uh, we got seven meats and we decided it would taste repulsive. Yeah. So when I gave it over to the, and my friend Aggie, I had a friend Aggie, uh, I needed, they said, we have everything but babka, babka or something like that. It's some Jewish thing. And uh, she had a recipe. Her mother had a bakery in Brooklyn and uh, she was a Holocaust survivor. She oh. survived Auschwitz and all this. Wow. She had this bakery. So uh, she calls her cousin up, the mother's dead. And the cousin has the cookbook from her mother. The problem is it was in Lithuanian. So they have to get somebody to, to like, you know, to uh, do the recipe and, and, you know, translate it. And I get it and I send it off to them. And then in the end, they didn't put it in the book. But I thought it was kind of a cute story. Oh my a, couple, a couple of the stories of mine, they did take that my mother's recipes and, um, you know, they took some of the stories and put it in the book. But the book came out just when the pandemic hit. Oh. And uh, everybody, a lot of people were buying the book. Uh, I heard the president of Google made my banana cake. And, oh, and my it, God. <laughs> well, they, they had somebody review all the recipes, and they made the recipes to make sure that they worked. So oh, wow. she was the co-author of the book along with me. And um, they, they called my banana cake banana bread. Well, it's not a bread. It has a cup and a quarter of sugar. That is not a bread. <laughs> Breads do not have a cup and a quarter of sugar. So it's definitely a cake. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the president of Google made it with his wife because someone I know knows him. And they said, oh, they had a lot of fun. They made it together. Oh, my God. Um, so, I love that. yeah, there was a lot of people that bought the, the cookbook. They all wanted my shrimp parm. I used to parm everything. <laughs> I would, like, put any kind of cheese that was on sale on top of stuff because my yeah. family liked cheese. Mm-hmm. And even to this day, I put, like, drizzle a little bit of cheese. But, you know, oh. now we're all watching our cholesterol, so we mm-hmm. don't put a whole lot on we put a little bit on (laughs) drizzle you know and um but it was a big success the book and then when it came time to publish it adam said we're not putting your picture on the cover because you're just some random woman i'm like oh my god and wendy knew i was upset and she said no you're not putting my picture on the cover i thought they should have put a picture of both wendy and i on the cover yeah that mm-hmm. would have been perfect yes so in the end they put the kids on the cover uh-huh. and adam put me on the back cover and he had mm. to call and tell me that he photoshopped me to make me 10 pounds thinner <laughs> <laughs> oh thought, my god oh, that's a really good picture of me <laughs> and then he said yeah mom i made you thinner i photoshopped you so oh, my gosh that is so funny, funny. Yeah, I want that banana cake now. <laughs> I make it into muffins now, and I give it to anybody who will talk to me. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> my my neighbor here at the Jersey Shore said, the street smells like a bakery when I cook. She yeah. Said, it's like a bakery here. <laughs> and um, she's building a house in the uh, off of Puerto Rico on a private island. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ha- and she's building a casino for Stan and I and having a celebrity bake-off. She's going to have me and some celebrity chefs. Oh. <laughs> wait I, yeah. I would pay I would pay to watch that <laughs> yeah um I said to her I'm not really a celebrity I like you know make like 10 things that are real she said oh everything you make bad is really good yeah well I had I had that blueberry pie before that you made and that was great I yeah had, but like, the crust was too thick I had I couldn't uh, roll it out thinner you know, that was my mother's recipe and your grandmother's, your great grandmother's recipe, mm-hmm. Nana Rose, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they were sisters. 
and they never used a measuring cup. That's what I put in the book with that recipe, mm -hmm. the dough. Uh, it's from Europe, the dough. Uh, and it was all about my mother would say, you have to like feel it in your fingers. Meanwhile, my sister and I were standing there with the measuring cup trying to figure out, you know, how to do it right. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it never comes out the same any two times. So I have to learn how to roll up thinner. I can't, I seem to be doing that crust too thick. I took yeah. like three slices of that. <laughs> it, was, it was good. It was good to me. Um, Oh, yeah. I use like five things of, of blueberries in there. <laughs> no sugar, really. It was like a teaspoon of sugar and some cranberry juice. That was it. So it was kind of like a diet thing, but the crust was fattening. <laughs> yeah. Fat fattening's okay for me. No. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for, for Yeah, thank on. you. And you um, well, one last one last question before you go. Sure. How how do you feel like your life has changed since the show, and what's what do you think's next? What's next for you and your family? It's very crazy because I was just crazy in regular life. <laughs> now I have like people all over the world. We were in the airport in in uh, Berlin a couple years ago, right before the pandemic, and somebody chased me down and followed <laughs> me. And then I was in the Dorsey Museum in Paris and all of a sudden somebody standing shoulder to shoulder with me and said, Oh my God, you're Beverly. Well, so like uh, even last week I was down here at the shore at doc's restaurant and somebody followed me out and said, can I get a picture with you? So I think oh my it's gosh. my hair. Tell them about my hair. I have <laughs> big head of curly blonde hair. So I think that's how they recognize me. You yeah, know? definitely. And um, so it's kind of surreal and, uh, you know, Adam kept saying to me when the show was like, we're, you know, in the beginning years, he said, stop telling people who you are because they were going online and said, I gave your mother a free dessert. I gave her free appetizer. And he <laughs> said, mom, it's embarrassing. Stop doing that. So Barry chimed in. He said, Adam, if mom can't get a free dessert or appetizer, what good are you? Right. <laughs> yeah, he said, you know, mom, if it's for free, she likes it. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, I'll take that to we just got uh, free desserts. Ooh. 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 <laughs> well, I have to admit, Stan gave them some of his tequila. Mm. <laughs> oh. He, he bought a big bottle. To, it's a BYOB. You know, mm. well, so he said, here, have some tequila. So, oh, my gosh. It, it was Mexican food. Ooh. So, you know, that oh. was fun. But uh, it's, yeah. it's very strange because, but, you know, it's even stranger. People like say they're me in Florida. I'll make a dinner reservation, and when I get there, they'll say, uh, "Oh, um, I'll say I'll say I'm the real Beverly Goldberg." When they say my name, and they say, "Oh no, she comes in all the time." <gasps> I said, "Whoever's saying they're me, they're not me." Oh, oh my god! Gosh. Isn't that crazy? And wait a minute, That's one crazy. of the restaurants, I get points when every time I go there. She used my points. No, oh, no. I swear to God, <laughs> I like had like. I had like 40 points or something and I was due for a free hamburger. <laughs> That's awful. And I go in, I said, I want my hamburger. They said, you already used it. I said, when did I use it? They said, last week. I said, I wasn't here last week. This is it, identity it, theft. It <laughs> is. She's stealing my identity and taking my free burgers from me. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. We need to track her down. Maybe we'll have her on the podcast. <laughs> Beth, thank you very much. Thank for you so much. This has been fun, her. girls. <laughs> if you were worried, I wouldn't talk. I'm at 47 minutes. I knew you would you. talk. <laughs> I didn't even give you guys a lot of chance to talk. No, no, no. I wanted to 
to hear you talk. You. Right, Wendy well, has a podcast. I see oh, she's, really? she's got a podcast she's on all the time. I, I think you should that. start your own podcast. I'm exhausted enough. I'm on Cameo. <laughs> they can reach me on Cameo under Goldilocks 405. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yes, go go check that out on, uh, on Cameo. Yeah, the reason I use that Goldilocks, that's, that was my uh, handle on JD. And oh. on, it was it, on my, a match, too. And, um, you know, it was Goldilocks because when I had knee replacement years ago, the, uh, the nurse said to me, you're like Goldilocks with all these little gold curls. Uh-huh. <laughs> I should be Greylocks now, not dying my hair. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like gray hair. I'm not into gray hair. <laughs> no, your hair, your hair looks great now. Well, I've been blonde since I'm like six years old. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny because um, all these years, my face really hasn't changed. I mean, I get ring, I have wrinkles and stuff, but I basically look the same as I did, you know, years ago. Yeah. Some people change drastically, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but she looks the same too. She looks really good, your mom. She's a uh, she beautiful does. woman. She... she is beautiful. And we love her. And I, you know, I babysat your dad. <laughs> when he was when I was like 12 and he was like six. Oh my god like that he was very good his brother was not so good I had to punish him to his room all the time I've heard I've heard that many from many people that he was he was the better one I don't know oh, he was sweet he was the sweet didn't eat anything but he now he eats everything <laughs> yes, <laughs> not, my mom used hard. to say they had to, they had to give him milkshakes to bulk up and now he doesn't stop eating oh so. my god <laughs> He yeah. came home from camp because he refused to eat and they were afraid he'd starve to death. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, wow. I mean, I've had one of my kids came home from Camp Eric. He hated it and he said he was going to kill himself if I didn't get him out of camp. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. So then he came home and he played on the, and watched television all the time, mm-hmm. which wow. is lovely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh all right, girls, it's been fun. I'm going Thank to you. Thank you so much. Go have Stan another disappeared drink. Too. He's around here somewhere. <laughs> and okay, it was fun. Hannah, Bye. I look forward to meeting you. Yes, yeah. I hope so. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye. All right, Bye. honey. Bye-bye.